What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of the Saved and Such podcast. We have another episode from y'all coming from our Walking in Dominion series. Mm -hmm. And as you guys know, we always have a verse that we want to pull from to go ahead and set this thing off right. And so we're going to be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. And it reads, with promises like this to pull us on, Dear friends, let's make a clean break with everything that defiles and distracts us, both within and without. Let's make our entire lives fit in holy temples for the worship of God. Mm. That's heavy. Mm. Yeah, that's good. That's heavy. That's real good. Ray Ray, you got something on your mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. I've read down to 7 and 11. Mm-hmm. And it says, just see that this godly sorrow produced in you. Mm. Such earthiness, such concern to clear yourselves, such indignation, such alarm, such longing to see me, such zeal, and such a readiness to punish wrong. You show that you have done everything necessary to make things right. Mm. And... I like the I like the first part too, but that that verse eleven did something to me, and it's because I feel like when you're trying to live holy, especially in this in this day and age, in this generation, in this time of social media, you have to like, you have to want it. Like it can't just be something you're trying to do just because that's how you grew up. Your mom forcing you, you know, like it has to be a hunger for like you have to want to please God. And, like, it has to be of the right posture. Like, I love how it said, like, you're trying to right your wrongs. You're trying to clear yourself. You're trying to—you have such alarm and such longing for God. Like, you have such zeal. Like, you have to want it. Like, that can't—like, being holy in this time has to be, like—because it's not a popular thing. Like, back then, it was popular. That's what everybody was doing. You know, the church women with the hats, the long stockings. And right. that. Like, that was the thing. Now we, it's so much that we're exposed to. Like, you have to want it. Like, you got to be different. So much that we're exposed to. Heavy on the exposure. And it's it's hitting, I feel like even back then, we had the pleasure and the honor of growing up right before it really hit that social Mm -hmm. media era. Mm -hmm. But we weren't exposed to as much as what our children now are being exposed to. And the idols that they are looking up to. Like, we had... I remember the Disney magazines and you put the posters all mm-hmm. over your room and we had somewhere like that tween age where we can look up to them. But now it's like they kind of took out the middle and you go from literally that toddler stage to adult real quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. The exposure is real though. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's honestly like I don't even like I can scroll on my little cousin's phone on TikTok and literally see my TikTok. Like my For You page basically. Like... Why is sexy red coming up on your your seven? Like I don't yeah. get it. It's it's too much, and like kids are even with the game. Like they're just being exposed to so much. There's no filters. There's no like restrictions, provision. Like it's just, and it's that's what's that's what's it's crazy because you have to have as a parent you have to be able to guard your kids' gates because yeah. they don't know no better. And it's crazy because as much as you want to, and as much as I I want to, oh my goodness, I want to with all my heart. I'm not the only influence in my child's life. Yeah. No. School. School was like, that was like the opening because he was pretty sheltered. But once you go to school. It's anything and everything. It's, it's, it's up. I'm on, I'm watching him on the playground. I said, something's up. Let me walk over there by the playground. 
And I, I'm listening to these little kids. They're six, they're seven, they're eight. B, da-da-da, F you. And I literally pulled my son to the side and I said, Jeremiah, do you curse? Just tell mommy right now. And he's like, no, mom, I told you I don't like that. And like, but he's a very sincere kid. Mm. So I know he's not lying to me, but it, it just irritates me that he has to be exposed to it. Right. to it because there's no way to shelter him from that. Yeah. I think for me, um, me being a school teacher, I talk, I have these conversations with my kids all the time. It's about like role models. I ask them like, who y'all like who y'all look up to? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, like, what are we, what are we doing? Because I could tell by the conversation that's being had mm -hmm. and said it's not a lot of positivity. It's all about no. drugs, money, money, women. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying this to like shame or talk down them because I used to have them same conversations. You know what I mean? But like y'all said, you you realize like like what, who are we looking up to? You know what I mean? I think it's a bad, it's a lot of bad role models. You know what I mean? Out here nowadays, yeah. especially that got influence. Mm -hmm. um, and giving the wrong people power. Giving the wrong people power. And it's, it's on purpose. It's an agenda. Literally. Mm -hmm. Literally. And I heard Deion Sanders say, you know what I mean? We got to watch what we call them role models because a lot of these models out here playing roles. And that's all that it is. That's a big thing. Deion going to talk every that's time. That's all that it is. People just out here playing it's roles. It's an image. Man. Like everybody's trying to, oh, I'm going to create a brand. Mm -hmm. And in that brand, it's not necessarily about anything of who I am, but I'm going to feed you what I think is going to make me go viral. What's going to yeah. popular. What's going to sell. So yeah, that, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's um. Let me ask y'all this question: What do y'all think is holding this generation in bondage? Social media, for sure, one thousand percent. That's it. I mean, that's a start. I'm, I'm gonna say it's social media because it's not just about the exposure; it's about the intent. Mm -hmm. It's about. I mean, yes, the exposure is like the biggest thing, but like I feel like the that, that social media is a devil's playground. Mm -hmm. Like. The things that I have seen on Instagram, the things that I've seen on TikTok, Twitter, mm -hmm. it's like, it's not, y'all not even hiding it. Yeah. And then people are literally like worshiping Satan yeah. out loud on social media. Like, it's not a secret. You're not ashamed. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what it is and this is what you stand for. And I feel like it's becoming cool. Like, that's, that's the status quo because it's on social media. Mm-hmm. And I feel like because we're such a TikTok generation, we're such a scrolling in seven second generation. Like we like it's it's killing your it's, attention it's span. It's killing your brain cells for one. Your brain is not meant to even hold that much information. And the and the reason the algorithm, the algorithm is literally I'm a I'm a I'm an influencer, creator, whatever. So literally there are tips on Instagram telling me to make my videos seven seconds long because that's what holds the mind. If you don't got them in seven seconds, you're not going to have a nigga on scroll. So you have to make your video seven seconds or less, maybe 10, to be able to captivate them. And if you can't captivate them in seven seconds, it doesn't matter. And imagine what that's doing to our brain. Like, it's just... It's, yeah. like, it's, it's always it's, that dopamine. And that's why yeah. people are always searching for a high. Yeah. Mm. Oh, they're looking for the next high. And that's, the where next the, that's where the scrolling addiction comes from because you're literally trying to get that dopamine rush because nobody is comfortable enough to... Right. Yeah, just and that social media thing is definitely real because I know for me when I try to take my social media break, like it was even hard for me to like even get off. Like I was always finding an excuse for no, nah, I gotta stay on there. I gotta do this, I gotta do that. But um, you know what I mean, once I got off, you realize like, man, I don't even really need this like I thought. Mm -hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like if I if I was doing something else, like if I didn't have purpose, like with all this and stuff, like I 
probably wouldn't even get on social media. Like that's how I felt like while I was off, like that while I was away. I would go find my husband and go dip off into the world somewhere. Yeah, and just mama. wouldn't speak, wouldn't be seen. <laughs> I would just be going living my life. Yeah, like you know what I mean. So, but that's what's crazy. Um. Okay, so I feel like going back to our scripture where it says, let's make a clean break from everything that defiles or distracts us. Mm-hmm. Um, you just asked, what do I feel what do you feel like the biggest distraction or hold this uh, generation of bondage? So I will definitely agree with her as far as social media, but I want to hit it from like a mental health standpoint mm-hmm. and just like how much the culture of the media, period, mm-hmm. influences people to feel like they have to be doing in order to be validated. Mm-hmm. They have to be becoming. They have to be achieving. And mm-hmm. I just feel like on a mental health standpoint, it's good on one aspect to push yourself. Mm-hmm. But now when we bring in comparison and now when you have a generation of people thinking they're behind, feeling right. like if they're not going viral or they're not having... Success at 16, 20, 21, 25, 30 even. That they're failure. 35, mm-hmm. then that they're a failure. Mm-hmm. And I just, I see that the mental health is on such a decline. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes it very hard for people to show up. Mm-hmm. Show up freely. Mm-hmm. Show up without the shame, the doubt, the fears, the insecurities, the worry, and just fully breathe. I feel like... More than anything, like people just need to have a yeah, just breathe. Like, Literally, just breathe. Can we just take a moment to breathe? Because I can feel yeah. myself even. <sighs> so annoying. Yeah, I can. <laughs> but I did can't you feel that? Like that that moment, that pause. Mm-hmm. It's so. I feel like that pause. That because even when it comes to like reaction times, there's something that happens, and then there's our reaction. But right before that, there's an initial pause. Mm-hmm. And we don't even get time to like really sit in that pause. That's why we're so impulsive. Right. Yeah. I would say number one is definitely social media. Definitely. I would say number two will be lust. I think it's- But lust is fed through social social media. media. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Social media is definitely one. But lust is uh, definitely something that holds this generation in bondage. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's so obvious with all the OnlyFans, you know what I mean? The IG models- it was a um, football game the other day. Um, I don't want to say the rapper's name, but he had some strippers come out. Like basically, well, I'm like, mad that I knew automatically who you were talking about. I don't about. know. Yeah. Tell me, <laughs> BC, OBF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. had a, he had a uh, he basically had some strippers come out. Oh and, God, I'm um, tired of him. He's black. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he has some strippers come out. You know, what I mean, he's throwing money, whatever. Then he turns around and proposes to his girl. Like it was like, it, but it was like it was like all over the place. But like you feel me, it was families there. Like people, it was a football game, a professional football game going on, and they just looked over. Like, and then you have everybody in the comments defending it. Y'all need to mind y'all business. Yeah, all that going on. But it's like social media has given too many people a voice. A voice, and yeah. I personally don't like that. Yeah, it was that's all what I was literally about to say. Everyone wants to be somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, babe, hate to break it to you. But, like, you're just supposed to be a regular person. That's okay. <laughs> that is okay. You're going to be bright and beautiful and great in your own way. Mm-hmm. You're going to be bright and beautiful in your own way. And you're going to have whatever God wants you to have. But you're not meant to, Everyone's not meant to be famous. Everyone's not meant to be somebody. Everyone's not meant to be 
a millionaire. Everyone right. is not like that's not the like people are chasing something that is not meant for them, and that's the sad part about it. That's like you chasing it. something that you ain't never gonna that's get. That's the mental health part that I wanted to hit on. Like that right there is what you're with. What the whole achieving thing is, you're trying to achieve what you see working for somebody else, which leaves no room for individuality. It yeah. leaves no room for you to connect on. Who am I and what do I actually want outside of the influences of, of the media? And then you chasing after something that might ultimately kill you. Something yes. that you're not even ready for or built Or you for. don't even have the anointing for. The capacity Listen, to even hold. You know what I'm does saying? does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? There's nothing here. There's nothing here. Nothing. Like, when I think about goals now, I'm not. my only goal is not to get into heaven. My goal, one of my biggest goals is to be somebody in the kingdom. Like, I want God to be like, oh, I know her. Mm -hmm. Like, the goal is not heaven because heaven is temporary. We're going to come back on the earth. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. And I was waiting for you to. <laughs> but literally, it's like, I don't want to just be in Matthew uh, 7 or 6. Not everyone who cries Lolo will see the kingdom. Like just because you did the work and you they they say, Have I not cast out demons? Have I not done this in your name? That don't mean you getting in. It's mm -hmm. about your heart passion. It's about if God knew you. Did did he know you? Did you have a relationship with him? Mm -hmm. And so like there there's no good work I can do in this world and get a reward and get the reward that I'm looking for. Let's get deeper than that though. Like the heart posture. What does the heart posture look like if somebody's having that conversation? Like yeah. I'm saved, but like what, what what should my heart posture look like? I shouldn't like people, yeah, <laughs> these prophets today. And these these preachers today sometimes they mm -hmm. wanna they want to it's like a climb the recognition they the want recognition. they want people to know that I they love live people for Jesus. who do it out of a sincere passion because okay for example my heart posture when God first called me to even start doing anything online I didn't even have the idea of oh this is something that I should do online because people are going to see it or people mm -hmm. no it was just like oh. I just came out of a really bad, abusive relationship, and I want to know what I'm good at. And I found writing, and I just wanted to document my process, whoever sees it. But I carried that mindset for so long of, this is for whoever it's for. I'm not attached to a number. I'm not attached to an audience or a brand. Like Even now, I know that that's something that I need to kind of like take more seriously, but I've never really just been attached to that. My heart has just always been, I want to show up, I want to speak, and I want to use my gifts. And whoever it's for, if it's for the five, the 15, the 500, and the 5,000, whoever it's for, I just wanted to reach them. Mm. And I think that heart posture where I'm just saying, God, I want you to be magnified, not even necessarily me, mm -hmm. but use me in whatever capacity you see fit for this season. Right. I think that's a beautiful heart posture to have because yeah. it also eliminates the the attachment of the anxiousness and the fear of oh well I'm putting myself out there what are they going to think mm -hmm. what are people going to they're going to judge me nobody cares about what I have to say and you really have to ask yourself who am I doing this for mm -hmm. why am I showing up who is the main audience and if they make it you want to take the pressure off of you do it for God yeah. do it for Jesus literally for the approval of what it is that he has to say about you because that would take a lot of the pressure off of you feeling like you have to perform for an audience and go ahead. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. when you in the right heart posture, heart posture mm -hmm. God has to confirm it he has to reward like God is not an unfair person he's not just gonna see that you're doing right and not reward you and not bless you and show you that listen I see you mm -hmm. he's a great father literally mm -hmm. When I started making my mental health videos, when I started like 
it really started. I started making the videos on mental health and like teaching people because I, that was helping me study. Yeah. Like, and then once I started seeing, okay, like this is this could be something. Like somebody's getting something from this. Mm-hmm. I started to do it because I genuinely wanted to help people. Like I genuinely, I genuinely wanted people to learn what I was learning because mm-hmm. it's something that you can take into your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eventually, people just started rolling in. Like, yeah, when you gonna do this? Um, can I ask you this about this? Like, God just started confirming. Like, yeah, this is once you, once Heavy I saw that you that. wanted to do it, and this is, and this is what I gave you, and you're actually doing it yeah. with the right heart posture, and because you want to serve me and help people. Mm. That is a definite. Here, here another, it is. I'm gonna mm, give it to you. That's another component right there. Yeah, the genuine love for what it is that you yeah. do. Mm. I genuinely have a love, like you said, for serving people, yeah. mm-hmm. and like. When when I speak, I want my words to actually affect change in your life. I want you to have a paradigm shift. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to see yourself as somebody deserving and worthy. But that's a deep passion for me. Like yeah. a deep that drives me. When I'm not doing it, I actually feel very unfulfilled in my life. Yeah. So that's a, yeah, it. that's a good one. I, I'm gonna add to y'all. I would say that that um, for me, I'm, I'm big on discernment. You know what I mean? And I'm able to discern who's been spending time with God and who hasn't. Just simply off of a couple words. Like, they'll say things like, me and I. Mm. That's a good one. That's they'll say things good. like, me and I. Like, nah, I ain't doing that. Or me, yeah, that's why I got here. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be, nah, I'm here because of Jesus. Yeah. Or like, yeah. it's only God why I'm here. Mm-hmm. And it don't even got to be like the most anointingest thing. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It ain't got to be nothing like holy, holy. But mm-hmm. it's like, nah, it wasn't me, bro. And there have been people that have come on here on this platform alone that I've been like, you know, ain't, they ain't been in Jesus' face. Oh, I, I, I was just, I wanted yeah. to ask so bad. Okay. What was your discernment for when you met both of us? Oh, when I met both of y'all? Yeah. Well, Marae was, um, <laughs> we talk about this story all the time. Marae, we, I, I, you know, I knew Marae back in the day, but I didn't really know her. I, I used to play football with her brother, but I didn't really know who she was. So when she came and did her episode, like it was a good episode, you know what I mean? This, that, and the third. Um, and when she came back, well, yeah. So after her episode, she left because she had a hair appointment. So we was playing basketball like in my uh, at my church. So she came back inside. We looking like, what's going on? She's like, oh, my, um, my hair appointment just got canceled. Can I, can I kick it with y'all? So we like, what? Like, but yeah, come on. So we played a whole nother game. But like we in that moment I got to know Marae, like, you know what I mean? She like real cool, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, this really my dog right here. This really like my sister in Christ, man. I love her. I always check up on her. She don't really check up on me though, but I check up on her. <laughs> you always have like, really say, I do check up on you on Instagram. Oh yeah, you do. I do. I'd be like, you already good. What's yeah, going yeah. on? I do. And then Krista, I, I seen Krista um on social media, on my for you page. I heard I just I just seen like through the screen, I was like, like, yeah, she, I don't know what it is, but it's something about this where it's like, this is like somebody that we need on this platform. Mm-hmm. And it's somebody like, that was like, I don't know what it is, but it's something on this girl. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing, genuinely, I, just genuinely, I really wanted to like sit down with her mm-hmm. and talk to her and have a conversation with her. Um, not even knowing what was going to happen. We had no idea like the effect that episode would do and how many people would reach, but it did. I don't I mean? even watch, I'll put, like... Not to say like that, but I'm not a podcast person. Mm-hmm. I can Me talk, either. but I don't. I can't listen. Like, I don't really it's watch podcasts like that. Honestly. But I watched the episode. Like yeah. I, I, I can count on two fingers how many episodes I've watched of ours. Yeah. 
And yours is one of them. Oh, yeah. did you like it? Did you I enjoy did, it? I did. So you got good. So you felt like, okay, yeah, they're tapped in. Yeah. yeah. They're Holy like Spirit she, filled. And that's all it is. It's like yeah. a genuine connection where it's like, you're not in it. Like, I don't want to say that. But like, you can tell people <laughs> who genuinely are not in it for like the love of Christ, but for yeah. the love of attention. Yeah. 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 And some people that just like I just gotta have some attention, and it's nothing wrong with trying to be seen. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you be because they're, they're just they're also like we have to give them a little grace. Yeah, because it's an unmet need. Yeah, right. there's something right. deeper going on. Yeah, yeah, childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I'm, I'm big on grace because right. I'm so big on grace because Lord knows without the grace of God I would not be here today because mm. I I just feel like. When I think about the heights that he's continuing to take me to and where I'm going, I'm just like, I feel so undeserving, mm -hmm. but by the grace of God. So mm -hmm. I like to give people grace because where they start out, it, I'm, I, if you're breathing, I don't know where you're going. When my sister had a really bad stealing addiction, like due to the fact that we did grow up in some times, yeah. and so she picked up on stealing. And everybody would judge her and judge her. And I just remember looking at my sister and I would watch her for like three years. Thank you, God, for breaking this off of me. God, I'm not going to do this no more. You're going to deliver me this from. But what if I would have said, girl, you need to just stop praying because clearly it ain't working for you mm -hmm. at like year one or two. Mm -hmm. That breakthrough came at like year four. And my sister, I promise you, she is so God-filled mm -hmm. and it fell off of her with such ease. Right. But what if I would have told her through her four-year process and journey, you're not good enough. Right. You know, so I just try to always have that in the back of my head with people. But That's you know what that is? Holiness. Yes, yeah, like holiness is not just—it's not just uh, dressing a certain way, acting a, like it's—it's it's really tapping in with the fruits of the spirit and what God requires of us. Mm -hmm. Like grace, He said, "Do unto others as you want done to yourself." If I want grace and God continuously gives me grace and mercy, then I have to extend it to somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Outside of that, at first I used to call it self awareness, and, and it still is a version of self awareness, and understanding because yeah. when I started to understand myself, I was able to understand other people. Mm -hmm. yeah. But really it's grace. Like I'm able to be gracious with others and speak in a gracious tone. I'm able to extend them grace when I can't really understand what they got going on. Yeah. Or if you coming at me, I like who you who you talking to? But I still can extend them grace because God does the same thing for me. Because sometimes exactly. I don't come at him correct. Sometimes yeah. I don't act like I'm a Christian. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I do things and he like, girl, who child are you? But he extends me grace and he hugs me anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like I have to do the same for other people because that's what God requires of me. If I'm if I say if I am who I say I am, then I have to reflect who God who God said he is. Mm. Yeah, because we are a reflection of our parents, right? Mm -hmm. And so I love that the transformation of spending so much time in the presence of God, I am literally being transformed more and more into his image. Yeah. I used to say stuff like, "Oh, I got my daddy's um road rage and I got my mama's like <laughs> You can't hide your face. Yeah. But then I'm like, oh, I have Jesus' gentleness. I yeah. have, yeah, I love that. <laughs> and I heard Travis Green say this. He said, the more of him I see, the less of me I see. Mm. And then the more of me I see, then the, the less, less of, of him I see. Mm. So that's what it all is. It's just like, when you spend that time with him, you know what I'm saying? You can really like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm yeah. big on that, like, on discernment. Like, I'm able to discern, like, like, yeah, like, you really, you know what I mean? You really tapped in or I'm going to give you grace, man. <laughs> I once dated a guy who literally told me that. He said, I noticed the difference of you when you are tapped in and you are fully in the presence, submerging yourself with God. He was like, you're very pleasant. Mm -hmm. But he said, I can also notice on them days where you would, you would, I could tell you missed a week or two. Mm -hmm. And that was like back then where it was like, uh, I might struggle in a season. 
And he said, yeah, like you would just become super like un- un- impatient, just a little more aggressive. And I'm like, yeah, me without him is a hot mess. Yeah. I literally need him to be grounded. Mm-hmm. He literally shapes that fruit is real. Mm-hmm. Very real. Mm-hmm. Apart from him, I can do nothing. Mm-hmm. But with him, I can do all everything. There we go. Yeah. Sheesh. Let's take a pause right here. It got heavy in here. We're going to take a real pause. Keep on going. Wrap it up for good? All right. Our producer, he pays the bills. <laughs> <laughs> he told us, let's wrap it he up. Said, wrap it up. All right. This has been another another great, real quick, mental health check-in. Oh, yeah. How's everybody doing? One out of ten. After this conversation, how are we feeling? I feel amazing. Honestly, I'll say a ten. Hmm. I've been a ten all day. I, I didn't hang out high energy all, all today. High energy. Yes. I'm super thankful God is good. Mm. I feel a ten too. I feel a ten too. I feel good. I didn't feel a ten before the conversation. I feel a ten now though. Mm-hmm. Let's have a prayer though. I want I want to also say one more thing though, because a, a lot of times I noticed that like even after we're saved, you know, we the scripture talked about like um, distractions. Mm-hmm. Even after we're saved, people don't like people don't really talk about this. But like it can still get kind of loud at times. It yeah. can still you can still be distracted at times. It's not like after you get saved, like everything goes away. Like it, it, that's not really what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, things hit harder than ever before. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like we need to pray for those who like it may be a little loud right now. You may be a little distracted. You may feel stuck. You may feel like I'm not really where I need to be. Or you in that season of comparing other things. You know what I mean to yourself and other people. So let's. I have a prayer for them. Anybody want to pray? I would pray, but I'm going to just start talking pray. to <laughs> I could pray. Okay. Holy Spirit, be on my side like you always are. All right, Father God, we just come to you in this moment, and we want to, one, we want to one, just say thank you. We lift up your name high. We thank you for another day. We thank you for the grace and the mercy, Father God. We thank you that every day is a new day, Father God. And we we cast away the worries of yesterday, Father God. And we step into, by faith and agreement, Father God, that all is well. And we go ahead and accept the peace that you have freely given to us, Father God. You said your peace you leave with us, Father God. And so... As we just continue on this journey, for everybody who is listening under the sound of my voice, Father God, I ask that you would extend them the grace, Father God, the grace to step into this next season where transformation is their portion, Father God, that they would accept the new thing that you're doing in their life, Father God, that you will continue to renew their hearts and their minds, that you would set them not on the things on this earth, Father God, but on heavenly things, Father God, that they would begin to perceive and think on a level, Father God, that they have not once ever thought before. And that their eyes would be open, that the veil would be taken off, Father God, and that their hearts would be purified in you and that they would know your will and they would get to know who they are and their assignment here on this earth. And they would know that they are fearfully and wonderfully made and that they are made in the image of you, Father God. And so whatever lie, whatever whatever false truth has tried to come up against their identity, Father God, I rebuke it and cancel it in the name of Jesus. Jesus. And we come into agreement with the identity that you have given them. The one that you said before I formed you, I knew you. Mm. And so Lord God, I thank you. I thank you that your word is final. And so it is. Mm. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. She was supposed to pray. Amen. <laughs> that was it. That was it. You That's better, how we you better pray with them scriptures. Yeah. Girl, that's the only way I like to pray now. If you don't yeah. pray the word, what you praying? Yeah, what you praying? Mm. That's all you got to know. Get on your It's Zoom. cold in this room, but I just got real hot. Hot. 
That's how we got to end it, though. This has been another episode of Save the Such. You can follow us on all streaming, platform, ah, streaming platforms at S-A-V-E-D-N-S-U-C-H. We appreciate y'all, man. Walking in Dominion, episode two, Holiness and Generation Z. Holiness is still right. Holiness is still right. We're going to keep on going. Catch us next week, man. Episode three of the series. Peace, love. Amen. Amen.